gentlemen boy howdy uh i would say that uh we're getting real close to the defecation hitting the rotary oscillator so to speak trying to put it in nicer terms um than i would normally put it in i guess but um but uh if you know rotary oscillator is a fan and uh defecation is uh poo poo <laughs> You know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, why do I say that? Oh my goodness. Um, well, I, you know, it was funny. I was shopping. We were shopping for food, um, earlier today and Brian called me and he said, you're not going to believe this. He said, but, um, I'm looking at a map here and in that map, Pennsylvania, Georgia, uh, and I guess the map was made earlier today. North Carolina and Arizona are all gray, whereas most of them had been, except for North Carolina, had been blue for Joe Biden. And uh, which means that the uh, legislatures and other people in these states are taking serious the fact that uh, there was a major, major voter fraud perpetrated against the people of the United States of America and against President Trump. Um, my goodness, it's 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 phenomenal. It really is. I'm going to play a clip from, um, oh, I played one from her the other day. She was a lawyer to one of the big wigs, to uh, General Flynn. And um, she's really caught up in this. And, and frankly, I wish she was one of the lawyers that was uh, representing President Trump because I really think that uh, she's she's got a lot of wits about her. She's a very articulate talker, um, is able to state facts without stammering. Um, incredible. I think she would stand up to a lot of pressure from um, hostile judges, too. And... Uh, I just hope that President Trump sees this and brings her on to his team because she would be invaluable. Uh, however, uh, so she was on um, Fox News. And, you know, what's funny is uh, Fox News is uh, I think they decided that they were going to kiss up to Biden because so, they thought Biden was going to win. But now that they see Biden's not going to win, uh, they're they're going back to what Fox News was, which shows me that. Um, they're not really fair and accurate. They're, um, they're doing things to, uh, save themselves and their credibility, uh, which to me is shot. But every once in a while, you know, I, there, there are a couple of people. There's, uh, Hannity's pretty good to watch. And, uh, ah, there's another guy on there. I'm sorry. It's late. It's 11 o'clock at night and I can't remember very well. Um, Tucker Carlson, that's who I meant. Um, Tucker's actually been calling out people on Fox News for for uh, calling different races that uh, either didn't materialize or, or are in the, in the process of being changed. So uh, 
Anyway, um, with that in mind, I want to play this one. Well, for you, it'll be an audio clip. But um, and the name of it is Democrats operatives use a classified supercomputer called Hammer. And it goes on. I can't read it. Uh, it's too long of a uh, a title. But uh, when they talk, you will. Uh, I think it's Nusbert Hume. It's uh, Lou Dobbs is on there with Tom Fitton and this lady. And uh, it's it's just really incredible. So you got to hear this because you're going to realize that. Uh, and, and, and after I, I read to you some of the things, um, real quick, um, a lot of people are going over to Parler from Twitter and from Facebook. And I think it's a good move um, because you're going to learn a lot if you're doing that. And if you're if you're still on Facebook and counting um, on getting good news on Facebook, uh, you're 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 a dreamer. Um, and the, one of the dreamers that uh, John Lennon sings about and imagine, because um, it's not going to come to pass. Uh, there, you can't get good news on Facebook and on Twitter. Twitter censors everything so much you can't can't get anything good on there either. Um, but um, anyway, on Parlor, uh, they let you post anything you want, actually. And uh, it's not censored. So uh, you might want to consider going over there and going over to MeWe. If you if you really like a format like uh, Facebook, uh, go over to MeWe. I'm on there. Um, just look for Opposing the Matrix. On, on, um, actually, no, on MeWe, yeah, you want to look for... Uh, well, I've got, yeah, Opposing the Matrix is on MeWe. That's right. And Opposing the Matrix is uh, the name of the the parlor site that I have set up. So um, check that out there because I've been posting a lot of stuff there. And I'm trying to get a lot of people to go over there because we all have to stand together. And we can't stand together if we're all on different formats. It's a lot like the uh, the military was before Grenada or Granada, however you want to say it. Um Everybody had their own frequency, and because of that, the Marines were doing one thing, the Navy was doing something else, the Army was doing something else, and um, there was a lot of miscommunication, and a lot of some people died because of it. And uh, so we've all got to stay on the same format. And if everybody's moving over to Parlor, by golly, that's well, I did it, you know, a few months ago, and back in April. And uh, but a lot of people are starting to go over there now. And the same thing with MeWe. Um, people are starting to go to it, too. So uh, Facebook is dying. And what I mean by that, it's becoming um, not really dead, but the walking dead. It's a zombie site anymore. It's all uh, it's controlled by Democrats and leftists. And it's for Democrats and leftists. And the same thing with Twitter. So you, if you want to uh, get the real news, get off of those formats and get on to MeWe and uh, for sure on Parler. Anyway, um, so uh, I one of the people that has the feed on uh, on Parler is uh, uh, QAnon, the storm. And I think this is uh, one of the more serious Q's, uh, QAnons that are out there. And... Uh, I just like I, I can sit there and just scroll down all day. <laughs> it's I've I've gotten into like two, uh, three or four days ago's worth of news now, so I I know that I'm pretty well caught up. But um, you know sometimes you get surprised. Um, for instance, the first article is uh, a Republican Michelle Steele flips California district 
Michelle Steele won the Democratic-held U.S. House in the District of California, according to new projections. Steele is a member, and it, it goes on. I don't have the article open. But she's from California. She's an Asian-American, and she has taken the uh, a seat away from the Democrats in California. Hallelujah and praise the Lord. I hope I live long enough to see that state turn red. I don't think I will, but I mean red uh, in, in politics, not in blood, okay? Although I think that's in this future, too. But anyway, um, so I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to play this audio, and they're, they're going to explain to you how the Democrats flip the votes, okay? And uh, it should infuriate you. If it doesn't, then uh, you need to listen to it two or three times because what they did is they actually incorporated software that is owned uh, in part by uh, Diane Feinstein's family and also by Nancy Pelosi's family, the two people that you would expect to try to flip the election. And they have a lot at stake, not just uh, in the presidential election. They have uh, senatorial seats that they wanted to fill, and they had uh, uh, congressional seats that they wanted to fill, and both of those things are going sour on them. Hallelujah and praise the Lord. Um, so anyway, I'm going to go ahead and play this, and then we can talk some more after that, okay? So here we go. Running is now Tom Fitton. He's the president of Judicial Watch, Sidney Powell, General Michael Flynn's defense attorney, former federal prosecutor, best-selling author. Uh, I want to say, first of all, thank you both for being here, and I appreciate it. So today, let's start with uh, this election process. Uh, we just heard from John Solomon that the FBI, indeed, is being diligent, is involved, and we all hope he is exactly right. Uh, your thoughts first about the, the knowledge now that uh, the Justice Department is involved in this uh, review of the election. Well, I'm delighted to hear that. I think there are any number of things they need to investigate, including the likelihood that 3% of the vote total was changed in the pre-election voting ballots that were collected digitally by using the Hammer program and a software program called Scorecard. That would have amounted to a massive change in the vote that would have gone across the country and explains a lot of what we're seeing. In addition, they ran an algorithm to calculate votes they might need to come up with for Mr. Biden in specific areas. I think that explains what happened in Michigan, where the computer glitch resulted in a change of votes of uh, about 5,500 in favor of President Trump, just in one of 47 districts. All those districts need to be checked for that same, quote, software glitch, end quote, that would change the result in Michigan dramatically. Um, the same thing is happening in other states. We've had hundreds of thousands of ballots mysteriously appear for uh, solely for Mr. Biden, which is statistically impossible as a matter of mathematics. It, it can all be documented. We are putting it into materials that we will file in federal court, and we need to seek relief in multiple states to enjoin the certification of any election results. Tom Fitton, as, as you listen to, to Sydney, that that sounds like a, a strong case for a straightforward allegation of, uh, of fraud. The two programs that she just mentioned, I'm going to ask you right now, have, have you ever heard of them? Because I had not heard of them. No, I mean, there have been noises about it on the Internet, but I don't know anything beyond what uh, Sydney's reporting now. I, you know, I go back to the numbers you reported at the beginning of the segment. The president was winning on Tuesday. Right. And he's not winning now. And he's not winning now as a result of a process 
that the voters can't have confidence in, the state legislatures can't have confidence in, in my view, the courts can't have confidence in. So the question is, are the courts going to undo what went on? I don't know. But the state legislatures in Georgia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, uh, Wisconsin, perhaps Arizona, they now have an opportunity to make a stand on behalf of the rule of law. Are they going to endorse what went on this week, or are they going to appoint a clean slate of electors that supports President Trump? That could be the next battle. And I would think that activists interested in this issue, and if you're concerned watching this, start talking to your state legislators. And I start asking where Congress is, because Congress, in the end, is going to be the judge of the electoral mm-hmm. co- uh, college votes. And I've, if I were in Congress, I'd be telling these states, you better keep up on, uh, you better be honest here, because we're not going to accept your votes <laughs> if, you're, if, you're, if your election is a sham. Well, Cindy, let's go back to to uh, Hammer and Scorecard. Are those the names that you just used uh, for those programs? Uh, what's being done about it, and and how broadly were they used by vote uh, counters uh, in various states? I, th- I think they were very broadly used, but but not by the vote counters. They were used by the forces in the Democratic operatives that had access to these programs through the the government access points that they have and used it illegally to change votes in this country. It's got to be investigated probably by the president's most trusted military intelligence officials who can get into the system and see what was done. But we do have some evidence that that is exactly what happened. And they've used it against other entities in other countries. It's just been turned recently against our own citizens here to change election results. It's absolutely appalling that that can be done. And whether it's called computer glitches or something else, somebody has actually gone into the system and changed voting results. That's that's called intervention in our elections, uh, irrespective of, uh, uh, I guess, if they were Russia or China, we'd refer to them as meddling. Uh, but it's intervention, and it's also crooked as hell, rigging this election uh, in any, whether, no matter the jurisdiction, whether it's uh, uh, Michigan, Georgia, wherever it might be. Uh, what can we do about it? Because the, the Department of Justice, I mean, if there's evidence of that program, why not just turn it over to the Justice Department and say, let's and, and go to the courts and say, this has got to stop now. Here is the way in which it was done. Well, we've been trying to get their attention and we're going to try even harder and we'll have to put it in a federal lawsuit, apparently, and get as much of it out as we possibly can. We have some excellent witnesses on the issue. But this is coup 5.0, Lou. I mean, there was no reason to think that the Democratic operatives who spent hundreds of millions of dollars creating the Russia hoax, the Steele dossier, taking us through a special counsel operation for two years, trying an impeachment hoax, the apocalypse hoax, the obstruction hoax, wouldn't go so far as to create every means of voter fraud they could come up with to steal this election. That's exactly what happens. The president must fight back now in every way, shape or form. We cannot let this republic be stolen by the Democratic operatives who want to destroy the republic and make it a socialist country where they continue to line their pockets with these backdoor global deals like the Biden laptop from hell exposes. 
Well, Jenny, that's, uh, I think you're exactly right about th- that not happening. Uh, let's, let's turn, Tom, uh, Tom Fitton, you've, you've pointed out in our discussions that these legislatures are Republican controlled. Who can take that message to them? And precisely how likely is it that they would be receptive to a clean slate of electors uh, who would represent, say, the state of Pennsylvania? That's a, that's a Republican legislature uh, and stand up for the integrity of elections and support the president. Well, you know, the focus from the media and activists and, and, and regular voters and citizens need to be brought to bear here. Uh, certainly the information we're learning uh, from campaign activists on the ground, independent journalists like John Solomon, the work of Judicial Watch should be also be brought to bear. I mean, we know we knew going into this election in Pennsylvania, Lou, there were 800,000 extra names in the rolls in Pennsylvania. Nevada County has 154,000 inactive names on the rolls. Clark County, Nevada, I mean. Uh, so we've, we've got this problem of dirty election rolls, mailing and balloting being allowed to draw from and them. A, and apparently and, a Republican and a Republican Party that doesn't demand that those rolls be cleaned up. I mean, that's crazy. Could you put up that uh, graphic again, please, folks? Uh, I want everybody to see what they're looking at, because this is really very important, what Tom's talking about. The control of both chambers of the legislature in these states that are critical right now in deciding who the next president will be. Michigan, Wisconsin, Arizona, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, Georgia. They must play a role in this to preserve the integrity, uh, just as Tom Fitton is urging. Uh, and Sidney Powell, uh, what you're breaking here tonight uh, is extraordinary as well. Uh, we've got to go. We're at, the, at that. Well, that was interesting, wasn't it? That's a lot of information to absorb in a very short time. Um, my question is, if this is, well, you, you clearly heard them say that this hammer and scorecard thing has been something that's been used to meddle in other elections around the world. Well, you know, what goes around comes around, unfortunately. I don't think that that would have happened during the Trump administration, but my goodness, it's uh, it's probably happened during the Obama administration and uh, the Bushes and and Clinton and everybody else. You know, it's uh, you want so and so to win, so you're going to meddle in their elections. And um, um, people in those countries don't have the blessings that that we have, to where we can. Um, we can complain about it. We can petition our legislatures and stuff to work on that. So, you know, I would encourage everybody to, especially if you come from one of the states that they mentioned, um, what was it, Wisconsin, Michigan, North Carolina, Georgia, and uh, Arizona, and I would even say Nevada. Uh, it's important that you call your legislators and say you want things investigated because if this is true, um, this is not a good thing, and uh, I don't want to live under a Biden presidency that I don't have to live under because uh, of voter fraud. You know, I just uh, I want I want to be able to still live another four years in freedom, you know, and uh, and hopefully eight or sixteen or whatever. Um, because I think uh, when when the, the nation sees, I know you have you died died in a wool leftist that will. You know, like uh, like Whoopi Goldberg, um, who who 
you know, no matter how much you try to convince them, they're not going to believe it, that this happened. You know, it's just uh, this is Whoopi Goldberg, the one that has said for the last four years that she's leaving the country. Said it when when uh, Trump got elected. I'm leaving the country. Well, <laughs> still here. And that uh, head house of women that she uh, she has on that show in the morning, The View, I think it's called. Um, you know, it's they they've all that's all they've done for the last four years. Almost every day had something negative to say about Trump. Uh, when the impeachment was going on, boy, they they were cackling real loud. When uh, the Russia scam was going on, they were cackling like there was no tomorrow. So, you know, what what hypocrisy? You know, she says that they kept quiet for four years. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, Whoopi Goldberg keeping quiet for four years. The only way she's going to do that is when she's six feet under for four years. Not saying that anybody should go out and do that, okay? I'm not advocating that. Just that uh, that's the only way she's going to remain quiet because, uh, you know, she's a legend in her own mind and thinks that uh, her opinion is more important than that of uh, 50 or 70 million Americans. Okay, so we talked about that new congresswoman from California. I think that's wonderful. Um, Let's see. uh, I got to go through these. Um, I guess uh, Andrew Cuomo, or is it Andrew? Yeah, I think it is. Andrew Cuomo from New York, the governor, is now saying that, um, well, the article in Q, the storm says here, we all knew that this was a pandemic, and now Cuomo sucks is admitting to it. So he knew it all along. And uh, he was one of those uh, schlemiels that put uh, – healthy people in the nursing homes or people with COVID in the nursing homes and uh, is responsible for uh, uh, mini genocide, basically, when you think about it. Okay, now we got this guy um, named uh, Dr. Shiva, and I am going to try to pronounce his last name, um, Adare. He's uh, got a Ph.D. from MIT and uh, says he's the inventor of email. I don't know how true that is. Um, But um, he says here, and and is quoted as saying, mathematics is how God reveals truth. It's a skill you need to get four degrees at MIT. My team has uncovered without equivocation a clear and undeniable pattern in Michigan. We will be presenting the data shortly for everyone to see. Judge for yourself. Okay. So if uh, you heard them say that the legislature in Michigan is Republican, so the legislature in Michigan should be um, getting together and contesting this uh, election fraud. Um, If they don't, then I don't know. They're not worth their their weight in pasta. Um, another one here says Trump wins North Carolina. No surprise. Focuses on the Senate. Yes. Uh, the Senate is a close race, but I got a feeling we're going to take it. Uh, this guy here, um, he goes under the name uh, Truth Has No Agenda. Um, he says Comcast is banning Newsmax from my cable TV. Uh, I can access all those in favor of Joe, but not those exposing him. 
Interesting. So if you have Comcast, you know where they stand. And a lot of you do have Comcast. It's a shame, too, because they have really good Internet. <laughs> it's, it's just that they can't find themselves or keep themselves out of politics. Um, this one is uh, something I've been warning everybody about. And part of the reason why I've labeled this show the the Civil War. Um, this is uh, a tweet of all things. Let's see. Yeah, it looks like it's a tweet. Looks like a Twitter kind of thing. And it's from um, somebody had written, in case you wanted a great reason to donate to Republicans. Um, and it's um, actually a, a screenshot of uh, something that Adam Rahuba, Antifa's leader, and it says official, so he must be the official leader, um, said this. In the coming weeks, I will be launching a new website. Users will be able to see every, and every is capitalized, neighbor who financially donated to Republicans on a map. We will then be encouraged to use aggressively, but not, but nonviolently, to confront these people. No safety for fascist enablers. Okay, well, if you're not going to do it violently, then where are you worried about the fascist enablers' safety? Um, and by the way, um, Adam, if, if if you ever listen to this, uh, Antifa was a you borrowed it from from Nazi Germany actually, and it was the communist response to the uh, to the Gestapo or the SS. Um, it was their uh, faction that was used to uh, fight against Hitler and uh, and the Nazis. And uh, the communists were a big problem for Hitler and the Nazis. Not saying that Hitler and the Nazis weren't a bad thing; they were terrible. But uh, Hitler had his uh, his hands full with the communists, and that's why a lot of them ended up in concentration camps. Um, let's see. Um, Okay, then we have one from Donald Trump at real Donald Trump, so you know it's the real one. It was um, put out on, well, that's weird. It was put out on 618.14 at 11.45. Okay, this goes way back. I didn't see that, but um, he's quoting George S. Patton, who said, May God have mercy upon my enemies, because I won't. Okay, now I don't know if he did it just because he liked Patton or if he uh, was serious, but uh, he hasn't really done anything against his enemies. I mean, he's had plenty of chances. Uh, Maybe when he gets reelected here, he'll uh, come back with a vengeance. Um, And again, Q posts here, the 2020 fake news election results have just been overturned. And this is actually a feed from Real 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 Clear Politics. Uh, it says breaking Real Clear Politics rescinds their call for Biden winning Pennsylvania. Biden does not have 270 electrical votes projected anymore. Developing, and it shows the map of the United States and uh, Georgia, uh, North Carolina, Pennsylvania, and Arizona are all gray. Okay which is a good thing, which means that they're being investigated. I would like to see Michigan and Minnesota be the same way. 
not Minnesota, Wisconsin. Minnesota's a lost cause. Um, and I mean that from the bottom of my heart. Um, so anyway, uh, let's see, let's go on here. That's a very hopeful map, actually. And here we have, uh, this was posted a day ago. And it says Michigan legislature to hold hearings on election fraud claims. So they are going to go for it. That might be worth looking into here. Let's, let's open this up. And if it's from by Breitbart, so a lot of people are not going to like it, but like Whoopi Goldberg said today, suck it up. Speaking of which, I have a little coffee left. Let me get this out of my cup and then we'll go further. Okay. Wow, that was just at the cusp of almost being too cold to drink. Just had a little bit of warmth to it. So, anyway, it says the Republican-led Michigan legislature will hold hearings Saturday to consider consider fraud claims regarding the presidential election. Uh, Quotation here, every single legal vote needs to be counted regardless of who cast it or who they voted for, said Michigan House Speaker Lee Chatfield, Republican from Levering, according to the Daily Journal. Okay, another quote. And then the candidate who wins the most of those votes will win Michigan's electoral votes, just like it's always been. Yeah, okay. Uh, Nothing about the process will change in 2020, he continued. Multiple allegations of fraud, election fraud, typos, and glitches were made after the election Tuesday. Questions followed after a social, or excuse me, after a software glitch initially gave roughly 5,000 votes cast for President Donald Trump to former Vice President Joe Biden in Antrim County, sparking a manual recount, the newspaper said. In a statement Friday, Senator Ed McBroom, Republican of Vulcan, <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I, I have a Star Trek brain, and when I see Republican from Vulcan, it's... Uh, I think of Spock, um, who wrote, uh, one candidate seems to be willing to pour gas on every potential fear and doubt about integrity of the system, while the other seems uninterested in some very troubling reports and witness testimony. Gee, I wonder who he's talking about. And then he has a letter about his uh, statement of election and turmoil. I'm not going to read that. Continue, quote, we need to let the system we we have work through these problems. Um, it will take time and involve lawyers and arguments. That's okay. And as worked before in con- contested elections, McBroom noted, a Michigan Republican county official won re-election in a race he conceded this week after a fixed computer glitch put him back in the lead, according to Breitbart News. Well, I hope that he renounced his... You know, this is kind of hard to read when it's got a picture of Raquel Welch in the movie One Million B.C. And it, okay, let me scroll down. Um, apparently, there there was a technical glitch in Rochester Hills, and actually, it actually ended up winning by. He said, "I ended up winning by a little over 1,100 votes." Um, and his name is Adam Kokenderfer. Um, in a statement, Wednesday, Michigan Republican Party chairman. Laura Cox said 
The irregularities reported this morning are incredibly troubling, especially given how close the election results are in Michigan. Um, Let's see, and we have another quote here. At this point, it's unclear whether or not uh, these issues will uh, were caused by incompetence or corruption, but the fact that they exist is of great concern. And the Michigan Republican Party will spare no expense to expose the truth at what at what happened on Tuesday's election, she concluded. And that's the end of that article. Oh, great. A picture of Wonder Woman. Um, anyway, some of these news outlets, I swear, they, you got to wonder where they're their uh, people come from if they put ads like that in there. Um, and it's got Donald Trump here, uh, 11-9 at 3.21 p.m. Georgia will be a big presidential win as it was the night of the election. Okay. And Trump fired somebody. I don't know exactly who he was. I think he had something to do with intelligence. Um he said Trump's firing in Esper is a signal to his entire cabinet. Um, he used the F word uh, and then just say mess around and find out. Okay, but they used the F word. I'm not using that on the air. Sorry. Um, and then Trump looks like uh, right after the very next thing that's posted here is I am pleased to announce that Christopher C. Miller the highly respected director of the National Counterterrorism Center, unanimously confirmed by the Senate, will be acting Secretary of Defense effective immediately. So that's probably who he nixed. <coughs> and, you know, these things are <laughs> through all throughout history. And I mentioned it in the last show, and, and no, not the last show, the show before that. Um, that uh, every leader that's smart makes sure he has the military on his side. Okay. Uh, Julius Caesar found this out the hard way. Um, and a bunch of the Caesars did. They they thought that uh, because they were politicians, they were more powerful than the military. Well, the very the, the person that was opposing that person would, would walk up to the military and say, hey, you know, I'll give you guys raises. You know, you can keep whatever you win in battle and stuff like that. You don't have to pay as a tribute, a tribute to me. And uh, so then the military was on his side and then they would end up taking over and killing the uh, aforementioned um, emperor or Caesar, or whatever you want to call him. Um, anyway, Q says here, um, actually, this is a tweet from uh, James O'Keefe. Um, and it says, these are the times that try men's souls. <laughs> Isn't that the truth? He's the uh, leader of uh, Project Veritas, by the way. Uh, Veritas is on the ground convincing uh, other whistleblowers to come public. Now is the time. Be brave. Do something. Veritas tips at protonmail.com or 914-908-2300. I'm going to repeat that again. Veritas, that's spelled V-E-R-I-T-A-S, tips, T-I-P-S, at Proton, P-R-O-T-O-N, mail, all one word, dot com, or the phone number is 914-908-2300, okay? So if you're listening to this and you have a tip and you've seen voter fraud, and even if it seems like it's nothing to you, call them up and talk with them about it, okay? 
please. Um, okay, let's see. Let's see. Uh, okay, we're going to skip that. One day ago, this was posted, electoral workers began processing ballots at Northampton County Courthouse in eastern uh, Pennsylvania, in eastern Pennsylvania. Oh, okay, let's see. That's just the, um, that's talking about the uh, the picture above. It says, Missouri, Kentucky AGs joined lawsuit challenging Pennsylvania mail-in ballot deadline extension. Ooh, now you got states fighting against states. This is this is getting exciting. Unfortunately, that's what happened in the Civil War. Um, another one, it says, Biden is back in his basement. It wouldn't surprise me if we hear more from uh, phony Kamala than we do from uh basement biden this week i'll just leave it there okay now we got one that is is really concerning okay because this means that people are starting to get pissed off okay this guy's name is joe rogan i i can't remember where he comes from but i think he's an ex-soldier um i know he is um but i don't know where he plays in all this okay and he uses some profanity on here, so um, I'll try to not use the words that he uses and substitute other words, okay? I know that it's not a word-for-word uh, quote, but, um, you know, I'm not going to compromise my values uh, because some guy decides that he wants to use uh, the F word as uh, a noun, a vowel, a uh, adjective, an adverb, and the whole nine yards. And he says... Uh, when, uh, what is the number of veterans in this country? Question mark. I mean, it's got to be more than a million. There are so many people in this country that really understand violence, and they're not the ones calling for violence. They're not. They're not the punch a Nazi people. The people that really understand violence, that have seen violence, that have committed violence for their country. Those are the um, MFers, okay, that you break glass in case of war. You need them, and people don't understand that. These people running around calling for violence, calling for revolution, you're going to open a door that you can never close. And when those soldiers come pouring out the door to defend what they think is an attack on their freedoms and their enemy, you are screwed. Joe Rogan. Okay. Remember when I said the military, if the, if the emperor had the military on his side? Well, Trump's got the veterans on his side. And uh, they've done some things that they're not proud of. They've done a lot of things that they are proud of. But some of the things they had to do, they, um, you know, they have to live with. And um, so they're not the kind of people that you want to mess with. They're really not. They're uh, if if they could go out once and fight for their country and and do what they had to do, so to speak, um, they'll go out again and do the same thing. Trust you me. Please trust you me. Um, here's one from uh, Chuck Callisto that uh, Q is putting on here. Breaking report: 102,000 ballots in Fulton County, Georgia, have been identified as likely ineligible. Okay, that changes things, huh? 
Okay, this one was posted by Michael Savage. Hey, good old Michael Savage. Uh, I've been listening to Michael Savage probably since he first got on the air uh, when he was down in San Francisco on KGO. He was uh, not very popular then uh, amongst the liberals, and he's still not popular amongst them, but he's got a following that goes into the tens of millions. And he says, so Feinstein's husband, the most honorable Dick Bloom, is a major shareholder of the vote counting software company that had the glitches. Nothing to see here, folks. Just San Francisco politics at its worst. Pelosi and Feinstein and their relations are part of Dominion Software. Ooh. I knew I knew Feinstein was dirty. I've known it for years. Many, many years. And and um, Pelosi just oozes it out of her skin. <laughs> Maybe that's why she looks like she's made of plastic half the time. Um, he posts something here. Q does coming to court soon. Main event. The rematch. Scotus Thomas versus Basement Biden. Prelims. Rematch. Skoden, uh, Skotis, uh, Kavanaugh versus resting stink face Harris. <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys are f- uh, familiar with this, but I was living in California when Harris was there and, uh, she used to work under Jerry Brown. Um, and you could take that many different ways. Um, in other words, she slept her way to the top. And, uh, that's why the, the phrase uh, knee pads and pee pads is popular for their their uh, their campaign. Uh, pee pads for Joe and knee pads for her, and I don't need to tell you why. Okay. So um, here's one from Dr. Etiquette. He says, you know those 95,000 seniors who were killed when five Democrat governors sent COVID-positive patients into nursing homes? Yeah, check to see who they voted for. A little bit of levity there. But I would I would really just check to see because they a lot of dead people voted, unfortunately. Um, and here is something by Tom Fitton. And I think we heard this uh, uh, when I played that uh, audio. But he said, uh, President at real Donald Trump should use every legal and constitutional remedy to restore Americans' faith in our elections. This fight is about the fundamental fairness and integrity of our election system. Very good, Tom Fitton. Very true. Um, let's see. Fox News, follow America's number one food. Okay, let's see. Oh, it's just, I don't know what that is. We won't go into that, but the guy that posted it said, um, his name was David Freddie or F-R-E-D-E. Um, shut Fox News off. Unfollow all Fox News social. Don't ever tune in again. We made Fox News number one. They rode on our coattails the whole way to number one. The second they got a chance, they laughed at Trump and turned their backs on on them. Uh, they laughed at Trump and turned their backs on them. Let's take it away. Tune in, tune into OAN. 
um, or Newsmax. So OAN's a pretty good um, outlet, actually. Newsmax is too. <clears throat> okay. This guy posts, and who was this? Uh, Uncle Sam's Militia Children. Okay, this is interesting. Um, almost time to do revolutionary stuff with my revolutionary friends. I ain't going to say that word. Um, anyway, and so we, let's see. This one, uh, the Bradford file says, uh, pro tip, the corrupt media does not decide who the president is of the United States is. Okay. Um, this guy says, and this is James Woods, the actor. Does anybody now fully comprehend that the Second Amendment is the most powerful of the entire Bill of Rights? Amen to that. Um, let's see. Let's see what we got here. Techno fraud. Fraud. Technofog, F-O-G. Um, new U.S. Supreme Court order. All Pennsylvania ballots received after 8 p.m. on November 3rd must be, one, segregated and kept separate from all other ballots, and two, counted separately from timely ballots. Those numbers should be revealing. Interesting. Anyway, folks, this is not a battle that's going to be taken lying down. Um, this is something that, um, is going to be taken to court and it's gonna, and Trump is going to prevail. Okay. Um, <laughs> I hate to say it. It almost sounds like it was set up, but there's a reason why he got Amy into, uh, into the Supreme Court when he did, because she's going to be one of the people, one of the SCOTUSes deciding this. And, um, uh, I think she's a very fair person and I think she's seen what's going on. Um, and, uh, she is going to, um, prosecute jurisprudence, uh, the best way that she can and it will be in his favor. Let's see. He said, uh, Donald Trump said I had such a big lead in all of these states late into the election nights only to see the leads miraculously disappear as the days went by. Perhaps these leads will return as our legal proceedings move forward. Yes, they will. My friend Donald Trump. Um, okay. And that's that again. Um, Okay, multiple reports claim if Trump loses, which he won't, he is considering launching a Trump TV to fight Fox News and plans to take Sean Hannity, Tucker Carlson, and Laura Ingram and others with him. Well, it's about time. It's too bad you didn't do it before you ran for president. Um, okay, here's another one. This was uh, from four days ago, but still valid. And it's from Rudy Giuliani. At least 21,000 dead people on Pennsylvania voter rolls. 9,212 registrants have been dead for at least five years. At least 1,990 registrants have been dead for at least 10 years. And at least 197 registrants have been dead for at least 20 years. Okay. This goes to show you. Um, 
Let's see. I think that's as far as I'm going to go when it comes to this stuff. The rest of the stuff I want to talk about is, um, let's see, wait a minute here. Yeah. Um, what do we do now? Okay. So we know that election fraud was committed. We know that it's being investigated. We know that it's going to federal courts and it's ultimately going to end up in the Supreme Court, at which time um, the Supreme Court is going to force the, the House of Representatives to investigate, and uh, which is kind of scary, but uh, uh, because Nancy Pelosi's in there and she she's a prolific liar and a prolific cheater and everything else. And um, so the fact that justice can be done with her leading things is uh, highly dubious. Now, if it goes to the Senate, that's a different story. I don't know if it just goes to the House of Representatives or if it goes to both houses. Hopefully it goes to both. Um, but uh, and also the states have something to do with this, too. You know, the states, the states have their electors. Um, and the state the state houses of representatives, like the Michigan House and the Pennsylvania House, are, uh, as far as I know, are they're all Republicans. So uh, they would be responsible for uh, making sure that uh, justice prevails. So we need to keep them in prayer. Um, anyway, so we have the Democrats with the in-your-face thing right now. Um, believe me, we do. Um, I've had them on Facebook, uh, mocking me, offering me boxes of tissues. Um, and I just, I just keep replying, well, let's wait for the courts to decide, you know. I mean, that's, that's a reasonable reply, isn't it? But, uh, man, I'm telling you, they're going berserk. They're, they really are. And, and I'm talking about Democrats or liberals or leftists, I guess is the best way to put it, in a small town here in Oregon. And, um, a small town that has traditionally been Republican and still is for the most part. But you got to understand that California is a virus. Okay. There, there should be a virus called the California virus and it's a political virus. And California has been liberal for many years, probably since the 1970s, maybe even before. And, um, so what happened was, uh, Californians decided, well, you know what we're going to do? Some of us, uh, uh, especially the hippies, because the hippies love the country. They love the, the woods and, and everything else. And, and that's why so many Wiccan, uh, colonies are in the, uh, the woods here in Arizona. I mean, in, uh, Oregon, sorry. Um, woods in Arizona. That's funny. Um, anyway, and I know that there are some small forests in Arizona. So anyway, um, so you have uh you have these hippies and stuff and back and back in the 70s uh the mid to late 70s marijuana was made legal here you could possess it you couldn't grow it you couldn't buy it you couldn't sell it but you could possess it so i guess uh the legislature thought it you know it, it fell like manna from heaven or something i don't know but um anyway so a lot of them moved up here the dopers moved up here and the dopers then moved to the cities. Some of them stayed out in the country. But uh, country living isn't easy. Okay, and Californians don't like it when things aren't easy. They, they've been brought up in a um, in a fast food um, kind of uh, mentality 
where, you know, you just drive up and get it, you get it and you leave. Well, when you move out of California, things aren't like that. Things take time sometimes, unless you live in cities, okay? So a lot of the uh, Californians moved to Portland and Eugene and some moved to Salem area and stuff like that. So the city areas of Oregon are all Democrat in nature. And uh, unfortunately, the cities are bigger than or have more population than the rest of the state. That's problem with Oregon. But um, so what happens in the cities when uh, when they vote, they dictate everything that happens, which is really unfair. And, and my my uh, cure for that. And I wish somebody would really listen to me is that the next time that this happens, just say to the cities in Oregon, OK, well, it's nice that you live in the cities and that. You have control of the votes, but we grow all the food out here in the country. And we're, you know, we're Republicans. We're conservatives. So, um, yeah, you can have your cities. We're just going to cut off food. We're not sending food to the cities anymore. Boy, would they turn around real quick when they couldn't have their, you know, their, all their, uh, their vegetables. A lot of them are vegetarians. Um, anyway, um, and the same thing with the surrounding states, Arizona, Nevada. Um, the the virus of California has moved into those states, too. And that's what's kind of scary about the rest of the country, too, because now that things are going sour in California, a lot of Californians and the conservatives, the uh, Californians are moving out of California, but they have the virus. Okay, they have that mentality. And they're moving into places that don't have that mentality, and they're going to try to change those places. So at first, they're going to be hated. A lot of Californians have moved to Colorado. Look what happened to Colorado. Um, used to be that if you came from California and you came to Oregon, boy, were you looked down on. It was like, welcome to Oregon, now go home. Um, and Washington's the same way, because Washington's a beautiful state, and the virus likes to invade beautiful places. So um, anyway... Uh, That being the case, um, we have a lot of um, liberals up here and in, in uh, Washington, and and they've really moved a lot of them into Arizona. Arizona used to be a very Republican state, and Nevada did too, was uh, too for a long time until a lot of Californians started moving there. And um, so the virus is spread all over the country, and. Um, Californians are not appreciated in a lot of the United States. Um, I know even in, in heavily democratic areas back in, back east, like in New Jersey, if you're telling me you're from California, uh, they keep an eye on you. They really do. Cause, um, I remember, um, driving back to, uh, New Jersey one time when I was a teenager, as I think it was 18 or 19. I hadn't been in New Jersey for five minutes and I got pulled over by the state police. Oh, you come from California. What are you bringing in? You bringing in any drugs? Uh, no, officer. You know, well, I was, but I didn't want him to know that. And uh, I wasn't always a Christian. Let me put it that way, okay? <laughs> I, I got saved from a lot. Um, so anyway, uh, tore the truck apart, uh, meaning pulled everything out of it, and searched it three times and found nothing. That way... That day I knew the Lord was with me and I had a purpose in this world <laughs> because I would have, I would have gone into probably Rahway prison um, for what I was doing. But anyway, um, 
So people from California are definitely looked down upon when they go to other places here in the States. Um, there's an old joke that uh, the country's on a tilt and everything loose falls to California, which is kind of true, actually. And uh, they used to call it uh, the what the country's granola bar because it was made up of fruits, nuts, and flakes, which it still is, actually. Um, nothing good ever comes out of California. Um, and I, I guess I shouldn't say that because I lived there for a number of years and I came out, but... Um, I guess there are exceptions, and I'm not saying I'm good. I'm just saying that I'm right-minded compared to a lot of what goes on down there. But um, anyway, uh, so uh, what do we do now that uh, when this when Trump goes to court and the court overturns some stuff and and orders the states to do a recount, and a recount finds that the machines were rigged by the Democratic Party and yeah, specific Democrats. Um, what do we do then? Because the vote's going to change and Trump's going to get into office and there's going to be a lot of mad Democrats. Because like I said, Democrats, when they win, they, they don't want to lose anything. Um, Whoopi Goldberg, I, I used her as a case before, you know, she said that we should just uh, accept it where she never has, you know. Um, that's that's the, the liberal leftist mentality that we're dealing with. So, when that news does come down the pike that uh, the, the election has been overturned, well, actually it hasn't even been declared yet, but according to a lot of the Democrats and news outlets, it has been declared and it won't be declared until the electoral college meets in December. Um, but uh, there's going to be a lot of, um, a lot of bad stuff that goes on out in the streets. Um, and I'm talking about riots and, and, you know, they're going to burn cars. They're going to burn stores and houses down. Um, if this guy gets his way and puts on the names of everybody that uh, financially contributed to Trump, um, they're going to be targets. They really are. And I hope that that site is never put up. I hope that it's taken down. Um, that They have no business putting it on the Internet. They really don't. And... Uh, or, you know, somebody could get a hold of the Republican poll, uh, rolls here in um, Oregon or Washington or California and put those on, too. And we show where every Republican lives, every conservative, their address, their phone numbers, the whole nine yards. Thank God for P.O. boxes, right? Um, but anyway, uh, so the defecation is going to hit the road of your oscillator, and we're going to have to be ready for this, folks. We are. Um, I would exhort you to go out and get a week, a week or two's worth of food at least to have in your house because you might be shut up in your house for a while, especially the closer you are to a city, the more you should take this advice. Um, if you're a Second Amendment person or if you have a gun, um, I would suggest if you can find ammunition, it's very rare these days because it's been bought up, um, that you, you pick up some more ammo for whatever weapons that you have because you may need to use them. I hate to say that, but you may need to. Um, if this thing turns into a civil war, you're going to have a lot of people coming to your neighborhoods, no matter where you are, um, trying to seek out the uh, the people that have uh, Trump signs still in their yards and and things like that. And they're going to try to burn down houses and stuff like that. So, um, 
it's going to make the uh, Civil War of the 1800s a pale in significance in comparison. Um, because at least there you had the North fighting the South. And if you had a Southern accent, it was suspect that you were um, in favor of the secession and in favor of slavery and and uh, were sympathetic with the South. However, um, in today's society, you know, um, you can't necessarily tell. I mean, <laughs> there are ways to tell who the leftists are. You know, they... A lot of them drive Priuses. Um, if you're a, a, a rightist and you drive a Prius, um, you're going to be targeted as being a leftist, but um, just the way it is. And Subarus, a lot of leftists drive Subarus. Um, but uh, <clears throat> so there are ways to tell them, and they usually have about 15 or 20 bumper stickers on the back of their cars. They're not afraid to uh, advertise who they are. And what they stand for. Um, but uh, you can bet your bottom dollar that uh, living out in a country like we do, if somebody came into town and they said they were from any city that has over 50 or 60,000 people in it, I'm going to look at them suspect. Um, I, I always thought that our county seat, Albany, here was uh, basically conservative, but I'm finding out that it's pretty liberal. Um which is, you know, kind of bothers me, but uh, the law enforcement here is, is really good. So, but um, anyway, so, you know, if you're driving to work, if you come, if you live out in the country and, and you drive to work into a city, I mentioned this on another program, you better find about five or six different ways to get to work because bet you bottom dollar that, um, you know, I drive I-5 going up to Salem. Um I, I would not be surprised at all if um, there are protesters crossing both uh, sides of I-5 and shutting down traffic. And, you know, I, I got to get to work. I got to make money. I can't take time to sit in traffic. And I'm not going to take time to sit there while somebody comes and bashes my truck. That's another thing. If you have any kind of stickers on your car, you might want to pull them off of there. <laughs> Uh, if you have uh, Trump stickers on it, I know that seems like a cowardice thing to do. And I mean, if you carry or something, uh, then by all means, you know, you have protection. But if you don't, uh, you might want to pull those stickers off your car because it's going to identify you right away. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, so let's let's be proactive and think about things because it's really going to hit the fan when when this happens and. And you, even your coworkers, some of your coworkers, because I, um, <laughs> I work in a setting where uh, I, I would say half the people are uh, Democrat and half are Republican. And uh, even now, or even before the election, you know, we had to uh, have a talking to um, in several meetings um, about how not to discuss politics at work. And the funny thing is that the conservatives are really good at it. We didn't discuss it at all, but the the um, the liberals and the leftists, they were, you know, not afraid to sit there in, uh, amongst uh, their, their co-workers who were um, conservative and, and just sit there and bash uh, Trump, you know. And uh, I was the first one to walk into my supervisor's office and say, I'm not putting up with this. And then if they do it again, I'm just leaving that area. And um, unless you talk to them, well, 
Talking to leftists and telling them they can't do something uh, very rarely works. Um, it might work for a day, but they they kind of revert back to their um, their native um, their native ways, so to speak, uh, very easily. And a lot of times they don't care about uh, the repercussions that might happen because they'll always fall, use um, the excuse freedom of speech and stuff like that. Although it's not okay for us to use freedom of speech. Um, but you know what? If you're conservative, you can rise above that kind of stuff. You really can. Um, uh, that's what makes us different. You know, we can we can endure. We can put up with garbage. I mean, there, uh, for the eight years that Obama was president, I hated it. I really hated it. I did not like Obama. I think he was a communist. I think he was a Muslim sympathizer and a Muslim. And... Uh, I know in some of his works, he said that if the tide turned, that he would he would um, side with Islam. Okay, well, you know, at least he was a, at least he made his plans clear, you know. But with a lot of liberals, they don't make their plans clear. It used to be that liberals would say, "I I might not agree with what you say, but I would die for your right to say it." Not anymore. Because they're not liberals anymore. They're leftists. They're communists. They're socialists. And uh, even even the, I don't know, you can't find any of the old guard liberals anymore. They're very rare. Uh, and those are the people that can agree to disagree. And uh, I had a, uh, I don't know if you want to call it a run-in, but um, I, I got this leftist that I work with, and he um uh, you know, he'll, we'll talk about a lot of things. I always try to talk about neutral things, the stock market, stuff like that. And, um, you know, what stocks to buy, what not, and, and, um, and things like that, or about work related things. And, um, he kept, kept on me about the, um, you know, about Trump this, Trump that, you know, I can't believe he's done this. I can't. And uh, so finally, you know, I, I've told him several times, you know, this is not the place to talk about that kind of stuff. You don't talk about politics and religion at work, you know, and he'd say yes. And then, you know, the very next week we'd start in again with this stuff. Well, anyway, I got tired of it. I went to my supervisor and talked to him about it. And I said, listen, I said, I'd appreciate it if you just keep my name out of it, because there's a lot of people that are kind of ticked off at the guy because he's doing it. So I'm not the only one. Well, that didn't happen. And so uh, the guy came up to me, you know, and accused me of uh, thinking on, about him to the boss and and told me that if I ever needed to talk to him about it, I could. And I said, I said, we've been over it about 15 or 20 times. I said, how many times do I need to cue you? You know, because that's what we do with patients. Sometimes at work, we cue them, let them know that, you know, hey, uh, you're inappropriate or something like that. Um, but, uh, you know, how many times do I have to cue you before you finally get it? And then he switched it around on me and said, well, if you respect me, I'll respect you. And well, that respect went right out the window. Um, probably about two months ago when we started talking about Trump again, or he did how bad Trump is and how good Biden will be and everything else. And so, you know, it's a, it's a lose-lose situation when it comes to leftists, you know, they're, they're set in their ways and they're not going to change. And, um, unfortunately it's, it's when, when push does come to shove, it's gonna, it's gonna turn ugly. It really is. And, um, 
I don't know what the solution is. I don't know what the end result's going to be, but um, just be aware that as things progress, as court cases are, are won by Trump, uh, he'll lose some of them, of course, because some of them will be presented to leftist judges who were appointed by Obama or even Clinton many years ago. Um, but um, he'll win most of them, if not all, the majority of them. And um, and when it goes to the Supreme Court, I'm sure he'll win there. Uh, hopefully it's presented the right way and he has good lawyers to do it. But um, anyway, um, so when it all comes down, it, it's going to be pretty nasty. I, I can't emphasize that enough. It's going to be a mess out there. Okay, it's going to be, hey, I got to work and I got home and I didn't get hurt, you know. And uh, <laughs> it's funny because uh, I'm not going to say that. Um, anyway, um, so I exhort you in the name of Yeshua HaMashiach to be as wise as serpent, but as gentle as, gentle as doves, um, to, you know, if you're going to talk about politics, talk about about it to people that you trust um, and that agree with you. <laughs> Don't try to convert a leftist. It's impossible. Okay. They're out for themselves. They're not out for anybody else. Although they'll feign being out for other people and caring about other people in the long run. They just care about how it affects them, their lives, their livelihood, their money and, and their taxes and everything else. And um, so, don't try to convert them. Don't try to talk to them about it because it'll just lead to heartache. And in that kind of atmosphere, it could lead to violence um, on you. So um, take any regalia you have on your car off of it unless, unless you're ready for a fight. Um, I'm just I look for ways to avoid conflict if I can. And I will as much as I can. But, you know, it. There are times when push comes to shove, you know, and um, I'm afraid that that's going to happen a lot more than it's not going to happen in the next coming months and weeks. And um, the first year of his uh, new administration is probably going to be pretty rough. Um, but we'll see what happens in that regard. But uh, just keep in prayer about uh, the judges that are going to be fighting for Trump. Uh, keep in prayer about uh, the uh, veracity of the counting that's being done, and it's done um, with the intent on finding out the truth and not skewing things again in favor of one guy or another. Uh, and just be in prayer about everything. If you're a praying person, if you're a believer in Yeshua HaMashiach, please pray um, in the name of Jesus Christ. And let's let's hope that this thing goes smoothly and that we get through it okay. Um, but I think there is going to be a lot of tension and there's stay out of the cities as much as you can. Um, if, uh, there are a lot of, uh, leftist conclaves out in the woods, out in the country. So stay on main highways. Don't get off on side roads, uh, where you might get into trouble. Um, there are certain areas, uh, uh, I'm trying to think of some here in Oregon over by the coast. Um, that's where a lot of liberals go to retire. So, you know, watch out over by the coast. Um, some of the little towns between here and the coast, you know, it's just, uh, 
just go day by day and, and check things out before you before you move before you go anywhere. Just check things out. Uh, the state of Oregon, uh, for instance, has something where you can get on there and check traffic situations. You know, I use it all the time, especially in the winter. It tells you how the roads are. It tells you if there's an accident. It tells you if uh, you know it's got a red, yellow, and green thing for the highways and um, so you know find find your resources for where you live so that you can know and in advance um, it might be dangerous to go to work someday you know it doesn't mean you use that to to stay home every day but um, you know just just plan ahead I stagger your hours if you think that's necessary you know Talk to your boss and say, you know, my wife's going to be home and it's dark out. I don't want her home alone. You know, I would rather work um, an earlier shift so I could be home with her at night when uh, night times when a lot of weird stuff goes down, you know. And um, especially with holidays coming up, um, watch out for malls. Watch out for the big stores because... uh, there are going to be a lot of unfriendlies in those places too. I personally don't go to malls. I stay away from them. They're, the stores are always way too expensive. And, um, I don't know. I don't see anything good ever coming from a mall, to tell you the truth. Um, shop online every chance you get and, um, and watch out for uh, packages that are left at your door that you know that aren't coming. Um, because, uh, you know, it, it could even get down to that where they start sending out packages with uh, with bombs in them. You know, I, I don't put anything past leftists. I really don't. Um, they're sore losers. And, and when they lose, they'll they're out to do anything they can. Um, what I wanted to do tonight and what time is it? Um, I wanted to kind of look at. The Night of the Long Knives. Okay. Um, <clears throat> sorry. Um, I want to get into this just a little bit because it might help you to understand how people act when um, when they're not thinking right. And I think you know. I think that many of you think you know what people act like when they're not feeling right or doing right, but I think in a lot of cases, people don't know. They they second guess and they think that everybody's mostly good. Okay. Um, it used to be that way. Let's see. Night of the Long Knives. There we go. Night of the Long Fangs. That ought to be interesting. I'll look that one up later. Okay. Let's see. Let's go to our friend Wikipedia. Okay. So we see that the um, the leftists in uh, Germany and there were there were two groups there was uh, the Nazis and there was the communists both leftists and there was a group called the Young Republicans that uh, that kind of got eliminated right away but um, they had a purge back on uh, the light of the, the night of the long knives. You see, you had um, this group called the Brown Shirts, and uh, they they were going around doing Hitler's bidding, and uh, you know, assassinating people, beating up people that didn't agree with Hitler, and, and things like that. 
but their longevity was um, well, they didn't have a long longevity. Let's put it that way. They uh, because um, I think it was Himmler. Uh, well, let's read about it here. Uh, the Night of the Long Knives in German is Nachter Lager Messer, um, or the Rome Purge, also called Operation Hummingbird, um, was a purge that took place in Nazi Germany from June 30th to July 2nd, 1934. Chancellor Adolf Hitler, urged on by Hermann Göring and Heinrich Himmler, uh, Goring was his propaganda minister and Himmler was his, uh, like his right hand man. Anyway, ordered a series of political extrajudicial executions intended on, intended to consolidate his power and to alleviate the concerns of the German military about the role of Ernst Rome and, uh, the Sturm. Oh boy. Uh, Sturm Al. Tillelung or something like that called the SA. Okay. Uh, remember the SS? Well, before that was the SA, uh, the Nazi paramilitary organization. Uh, Nazi propaganda presented the murders as a preventive measure against an alleged imminent coup by the SA under Rome, a so-called Rome Pushk, P-U-T-S-C-H. And that's what they're going to see this whole thing of Trump winning again. They're going to see it as a, um, a coup against Biden. Okay. Uh, the preliminary instruments of Hitler's actions was carried out mostly. Most of the killings were the Schutzstaffel or the SS, a paramilitary force under Himmler and its security service, the SD, and the Gestapo, the secret police under Reinhard Heydrich. Uh, Goring's personal battalion, uh, police battalion also took part in the killings. Uh, many of those, um, killed in the purge were leaders of the SA, the best known being Rome himself, the SA's chief staff, and one of Hitler's longtime supporters and uh, allies. Well, with Hitler, you couldn't trust trust him, I guess. <laughs> um, leaders, uh, excuse me, leading members of the leftist-leaning um, Strasserist uh, faction of the Nazi party, uh, including its figurehead, Gregor Strasser, were also killed as were the established conservatives and then and anti-Nazis or anti-fascists, Antifa, get it? Such as former Chancellor uh, Kurt von Schleicher and Bavarian politician Gustav Ritter von Kahr, uh, who had suppressed Hitler's Munich Beer Hall push in 1923. Uh, the murders of SA leaders were also intended to improve the image of Hitler's government while with the German public that was increasingly critical of thuggish SA tactics. Hmm, sounds like Portland, huh? Um, let's see, I'm just going to read down to the end of this section here. Um, Hitler saw the independence of the SA and the and the uh, penchant of its members for street violence, street violence, folks, Portland, um, as a direct threat to his newly gained power. He also wanted to appease leaders of the Reichswehr, the German military, who feared and despised the SA as a potential rival, in particular because Rome's ambition to merge the to merge the and, and appease the leaders of the Reichswehr the German military who feared and despised the SA as a potential rival 
in particular because of Rome's ambition, I read that already, to merge the uh, army and the SA under his own leadership. There we go. Additionally, Hitler was uncomfortable with Rome's outspoken support for a second revolution to redistribute wealth. Ooh, redistribute wealth. Isn't that what the socialists up in Portland want to do? See, I tell you, this is the 1930s all over again. Um, in Rome's view, President Hindenburg's appointment of Hitler as chancellor on January 30th, 1933, had brought the Nazi party to power, but the left unfulfilled the party's larger goals. Uh, finally, Hitler used the purge uh, to attack or eliminate German critics of his new regime, especially those uh, loyal to Vice Chancellor Franz von Papen, um, as well as uh, to settle scores with old enemies. At least 85 people died during the purge, although the final death toll may have uh, been hundreds, uh, with high estimates running as high as 700 to 1,000. More than 1,000 uh, perceived opponents were arrested. The purge strengthened and consolidated the support for the Wehrmacht for Hitler, it also, which was the army. It also provided a legal grounding for the Nazis as the uh, German courts and cabinet quickly swept aside uh, centuries of legal prohibition against extrajudicial uh, killings. In other words, like lynchings and stuff like that without uh, jurisprudence uh, to demonstrate their loyalty to the regime. The Night of the Long Knives was turning a turning point for the German government. It established Hitler as the Supreme Administrator of Justice of the German people. And he put it, as he put it in a July 13th speech at the Reichstag. Before its execution, its planners sometimes referred to the purge as the hummingbird. Uh, German, uh, in German, that's Colibri. Uh, the code word used to send the execution squads into action the day of the purge. The code name for the operation appears to have been chosen arbitrarily. The phrase Night of the Long Knives in the German language predates the killings of the killings and, re and refers generally to acts of the vengeance. Um, there is coming a time real soon when Antifa is going to be seen as the enemy. Um, it, I found it awful funny that as soon as they thought that Biden was going to be the president. Now, remember, there's been like a hundred days of violence, more, more than a hundred days of violence and, and protesting up in Portland. But the minute they thought that Biden had taken the presidency. Um, the um, the Antifa group up there decided to have another protest. This time they were going to go after the city manager and and somebody else. They wanted him to resign, and they were going after somebody else. I can't remember who it was, but um, now Kate Brown during during this whole thing has never called out the National Guard. Okay, but. When she thought that Biden had won the election, all of a sudden she called out the National Guard to help the police in Portland. Isn't that interesting? During the whole time of unrest, the last 150 days, let's say, or even more than that, that the violence has happened up in Portland, never once did she call out the National Guard. She repudiated um, Trump for calling out the federal um, police to protect uh, the federal buildings up in Portland. Um, but I think if Biden would have um, been president, that she probably would have called them out or called out the National Guard to disperse the crowd. In other words, Antifa is expendable. 
Okay, Antifa and Black Lives Matter will be used until they're not they're not useful anymore, and then they will be um, exterminated. And then, um, if that happens, and when it happens, uh, Biden and Brown will be seen as heroes uh, by the people of Portland and a lot of people of Oregon because they finally put down a rebellion. Okay, and that's exactly what happened with the Night of the Long Knives up in um, or over in Germany in 1932 or 33, I think it said. Um, anyway, um, it's a very interesting um, study Okay, um, and it's going to be interesting to watch what happens if Biden gets in office, how that's going to progress. Because um, I, I do believe that the minute he's in office or if Harris offs him and then takes over, um, all these rebellions in these cities are going to stop. They're going to stop anyway. But Antifa's got a good thing going now. They, they've got a, a name for themselves and they, they like protesting and they like destroying things. And they're not going to stop just like the ESA did. We just read it. Right. <clears throat> and um, and when that happens, um, they're going to call in a National Guard and they're probably going to come down on them pretty hard. I don't think there's going to be many going to jail probably going to be a lot of blood on the streets in some of the larger cities here in America, uh, specifically Portland. Um, so watch that for in the news. I, I'm not a prophet in this. I'm just watching history repeat itself, and I'm letting you know what happened in Germany. I'm letting you know that this is turning into Germany here. Um, and um, if Biden gets in, you uh, you might as well get ready for concentration camps because it, he might not do it in his first term, but in his second, they'll be here um, where Harris will set him up or whatever. And it's going to be um, probably white, um, white Americans that are going to be going into these camps. Um, it's not going to be the bootlickers. It's going to be the people that don't think that uh, what's going on is correct and, and question it. Um, get ready for your, if you're that kind of person, get ready for your, your coworkers to turn you in, your neighbors to turn you in because you're not toting the mark when it comes to what's going on in a society. Um, boy, oh boy, I'm telling you, um, even if you're not a Trump fan, you better pray that the court finds in its favor because if it doesn't and you have any decency about you and you don't like wrongdoing, um, you're going to see a lot of it if Biden gets into office, a lot of wrongdoing. And then you're going to question it and you're going to say it to the wrong person. And they're going to report back to the party and you're going to get a knock on the door some night. And they're going to grab you and your wife and kids and you're going to disappear. And if any of you survives uh, at the end, because these things always have an ending, um, you're going to come back to your house and find out that there's a, a family living there that never lived there before and they've taken all your possessions and everything else. And, um, like many of the Jews did when they went back to Germany and, um, found that they were disenfranchised still and that all their belongings were sitting in living rooms and bedrooms of, uh, people that had taken over their homes when they were thrown into concentration camps. Mark you, my word, this is going to happen. Okay. So, 
Uh, if you're a praying person, if you're a believer, if you're a Christian that believes in right and wrong, and you're a Trump supporter, if you're a Christian that's not a Trump supporter, I, I question you. <laughs> um, uh, you know, if you're you're saying that he's the Antichrist, no, he's not. Um, and if you think you know who the Antichrist is before uh, certain things happen, which the Bible says has to happen, then you don't know your Bible. Um, so, uh, anyway, yeah, if you're, uh, <laughs> somebody came up the other day and said that, uh, she met a group of people or he met a group of people that were, uh, Christian Democrats. And I'm like, no, that can't happen. <laughs> that just can't happen. Um, it, it's impossible because the Democratic Party stands for everything that's anti-biblical, you know, um, everything that's anti-biblical. Uh, taking away the wealth of others and giving it away. The Bible gives you the the right to own property. It gives you the right to own things. Um, certain unalienable rights, uh, the Constitution calls them. Life, liberty, and property was supposed to be the third one, but they changed that for pursuit of happiness, which is kind of dumb because, you know, you could, if you're a mass murderer, you could pursue happiness by killing people. Um but um, anyway, it's uh, it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to watch this all play out because um, there, there's one thing that's keeping it from happening, and that's the thought that Trump's going to get reelected. And then four years from now, it still could happen. But at least we can put it off for four years, right? And hopefully by that time, maybe the national insanity will, will have healed itself or been healed uh, for the most part. And... Um, and a lot of the people that are running in a swamp uh, will have been eliminated. Um, because when Trump was quoting Patton, I do believe that he meant what he said. And uh, this is a man that gave up a life as a billionaire just so he could help us out. He had all the money he needed. He had all the power he needed. He just gave that all up because he saw what, how we were being um, manipulated and and having it put to us by the government, he just wanted to make things better. And I, probably for himself, too. But um, anyway, uh, you know, to give all that up just to be cast away is uh, is a hard pill to swallow. And, um, you know, I, I just know that if in the off chance that Biden were to win this whole thing, that uh, Trump's going to be out there forming all kinds of organizations that are anti-fascist, anti-communist, anti-socialist, and everything else. And um, then he'll start a Fox, or not a Fox, but a Trump News Network. I wouldn't mind watching TNN. Uh, no, that's Turner Network News. He'd have to call it something else. Uh, but anyway, um, so let's let's just watch and see what happens. And and again, let's just put this all in the Lord's hands. But I've kind of given you a synopsis of what could happen. Um, I gave you an idea of what's happening with uh, the, all the legal stuff that's going on. Uh, I gave you an idea of what happened with all the fraud and uh, election fraud and um, all the shenanigans that have gone on with the leftists and how they have stolen or are trying to steal an election. And uh, so um, let's just, if those of us that are 
right-minded and, and even-tempered. Uh, let's just wait and see what happens, okay? We, we're, Trump's in good hands. He's got good lawyers. He, um, in my estimation, was uh, placed in his position by not just the voters, but by uh, God himself. And uh, because of that, he will uh, prevail unless God thinks that this nation doesn't deserve him anymore. Um, perish the thought, but uh, uh, Yahweh knows what's right for everybody and for everything. And like somebody said the other day, the only saving grace he thought that we have, I think it was Brian said it, is that we've uh, been for pro, we've been pro Israel for Israel. We've aided Israel militarily. We've aided them um, financially. And um, there, there's a promise to Abraham that followed down through Isaac and then Jacob, which was the father of the 12 tribes. Um, Judah being one of those tribes. And Jew, Jew means Judah. Um, and that was, I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. And uh, Trump has done nothing but bless the Jewish nation. And the Jewish people, um, heck, he's got grandkids that are Jewish. Um, so, you know, I think that that's uh, what's kept us out of uh, the swamp swallowing us up, so to speak. So anyway, enough enough of this, enough talking, enough, uh, enough of everything. So um, we'll be back um, next Monday. Uh, I don't know who we're going to have as a guest or anything. We just might do a kind of a follow-up, a wrap-up of all that's going on. Um, or we might have a subject. Um, I'll talk to Brian and Eric about that. And we'll try to post it uh, as soon as I can, as soon as we decide on what we're going to do. So uh, you guys, everybody, just um, stay blessed over this weekend and stay safe. Um, if determinations are made by the court before we talk to you on Monday, Stay especially safe. Um, and um, and again, know that God's got everything in his hands, Yahweh does, and that uh, nothing happens without him knowing it and allowing it to happen. So um, with that having been said, uh, the Lord bless you, the Lord keep you, the Lord make his face to shine on you, be gracious to you, and may he give you peace. And uh, have a great weekend. In Yeshua's holy and precious name, amen and amen.